Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 217, containing nothing leavened for your enjoyment all week. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards. Hello, listener. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Is it really for their pleasure or is it just so they can prove they love us? Uh, no, no, well, just just to avoid complications, I think. I think if people want to listen to it all week long and they're observing Passover, it's good to know that Box Cutters contains nothing. See, we were 15 seconds in and I was already confused. Which I, that New record, well done. Thanks. I thought Thanks. they were observing Now I've got to get it down to 12. Cutters. <laughs> I, I forgot about the Passover thing. Oh, did you? Yeah, I figured the, right. the Unleavened Bread was, uh, was a special tribute to this show. Uh, no, no, it's because when... Uh, when box cutters was enslaved in Egypt, mm-hmm. and uh, and then was terrible elected. days, John. Yeah, yeah. that was before yeah. your time. It was, it was. I came in when when you already had your own country. So yeah, well done, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the 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 party. I, I I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> I really don't know. In you, case you can't you fill that one out. No, no, in case you weren't sure, box cutters is all about religion. <laughs> Wait, no, <laughs> television. It's all about television and uh, and. We've we've got a whole lot. We've got a whole lot of television to talk about. We've got an I don't buy it. We've got uh, things you may have missed. It's it's probably the most recent things you may have it's missed. Topical, ever. isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really is. We've got some crap TV. We've got some. Uh, well, we've got one particular letters to box cutters. That doesn't work. That's a letter to box cutters. I isn't think it? it's one particular letters to box cutter. And it was an email. Yeah. Right. Scratch we'll take, that. We we'll take our letters as email. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a series of letters. It's, it's strung- like we, we still oh, talk no, about no, playing no. carts, no, even no. though we haven't seen an eight-track cartridge for many years. That's true. No, but, no, but as Josh so says, letters arranged into words to box cutters. With spaces in between. And punctuation. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, I'm fine. Don't yeah, try that literally, that? because it's not going to get on air. <laughs> literally. Because so, it's literally. I, I said on air. It's, 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 it's another harking back to, to a, a time foregone. We have, uh, we have uh, archaic references. <laughs> Coming up on box cutters, uh, as always. Oh, if you watch one thing, you know that sort of stuff. Anyone have anything to talk about during their week? Anything? Hell yeah. Nothing. Yeah. What? What do you want to talk about? Oh, you want to do it now? No, I'm just... got a show to do. Oh, okay. Well, why, why don't we just kick things off with the box cutters news? I'm confused again. Have you heard the club mixes of the box cutters news? Yes. They're awesome. R- really? Yeah. I've, I've yeah. not. I've, anyway, hang on, go on. I've not, anyway. what, what did you have? You have heard the, uh, the, the club mix of pork, haven't you? Oh, that's, that's yeah. You know? No, I'm serious. It's, it's actually a real thing. <laughs> oh, really? It's actually a real <laughs> thing. Oh, look, if we're going to confuse real things and fake real things, then this is just going to be bewildering to everyone. <laughs> it, it is. It is not just you. Not just me. Not just you. Uh, on a, a couple of news items that we need to cover off on, but really don't have anything to add to. Just we feel we should touch on them. Oh, Brett. We want to. I'll start. We want to acknowledge what's been going Thank on. You. Not like not like we're completely out of the loop. Yes, uh, we we are aware that uh, there are allegations uh, against Robert Hughes, uh, who played Martin Kelly on Hey Dad, about uh, sexual abuse uh, with minors on the show. He played the dad. Yes, he did. Martin Kelly. I said that. The dad. I said Martin Kelly. Yes. See, when we said we weren't going to talk about this, I thought we were going to be quite subtle in in how we weren't talking about it, rather than saying 
here are the accusations we're not talking about because they're accusations and because we don't yet know if they're true or not, we weren't going to repeat them as accusations and we've just repeated them. No, I'm saying we're Have aware, we? we're aware we? that there are accusations. Okay. And, uh, and uh, in news uh, today, which is Monday, mm. uh, the... Uh, there's there's lots of news about this item. Mm-hmm. We don't need to cover off on it. We've seen and, so much of it on the telly in the media, uh, and a lot of a, a lot of stuff just happens to. I think is just going on to, you know, elicit more headlines rather than actually further the case. It's Easter. It's Passover. There's not much real news going on. They got to fill those column inches with something. So uh, so we're aware of that and and. We were talking before the show. When something concrete and legal actually mm, happens, where a legal decision comes down, we uh, will yeah. uh, will will report on that uh, as uh, as the case happens. Something else that we're uh, that we're aware of and feel it will probably have plenty of coverage in the next uh, few weeks in the media. Logie nominations were announced at the start of this week on Monday morning. Uh, which is this morning as we're recording this. Mm. Congratulations to those who were nominated. Uh, fair go to those who weren't. Now, the gold logie list you read to me just before we, we started yes. seemed a lot longer than I'm used to gold logie lists being. Is this like the, the long list and then there's a short list? Or is this uh, really no, this year this, this is, is more? This is the, this is the list. And, uh, and it used to be, I think it used to be five people and then it was six people. And now it's eight people. We'll say it's like the Oscars. So, yeah, because all those obscure, unknown art people kept winning the, the gold Logie, they've had to put the popular ones in as well to get everyone's attention. Uh, Esther Anderson from Home and Away. I don't know who she plays or, uh, or what she does. She plays Home. Ah. No, no, she's away. Right. Yeah. It's got to be one of them. Uh, Will Anderson, no relation, as far as I know. Rebecca Gibney, Adam Hill. No relation to who? Esther Anderson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted for a moment. Thinking, he's bound to have relations. He's not just some sort of cyborg built Josh in a Justin vat. Josh Hudson named Anderson recently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rebecca Gibney, Adam Hills, uh, Paul McDermott. So the Gold Logie is for the most popular personality on TV. I say again, Paul McDermott. Robert Manus, uh, Ray Meager, who is Alf. Oh, is oh, it Meager from, or okay. Raymar? I don't know. I think it might be Raymar. I've only ever it's seen Alf. It. His Alf. name's Alf, Josh. Just say Alf and everyone knows. But I don't want him to be confused Eating with... little kitty cats. Yeah, uh, Alf from Melmac. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alien life form. That's yeah. what that stands for. I thought it was the same person. They just stopped yeah. their makeup on. A- actually, <laughs> actually, because if, if it was Alf from Melmac, he'd be listed as Gordon Shumway. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, and Sean McAuliffe as well. So and, it, and if, we if make- your name starts with a letter following <laughs> N, from N and beyond in the alphabet. I'm sorry, you've missed out on a, on a Gold Logie nomination. And we did, we did have the whinge some time ago now. Uh, I believe it was that uh, Daryl Summers felt that he was a bit uh, left out and, and felt he should have been nominated. There. How can you do that? How can you stop going, oh, no, really, I should have been nominated for that. How can you possibly, without a bit of your brain going, no, really, shut up He now. really does think he's all that. Um, we were saying before that Rebecca Gibney, and uh, look, apologies, this is obviously my fault. What has she done last year? Because I don't Rafters. know. Pack to the Rafters. Oh, because I was thinking, I don't remember being on telly for Very ages. Special episode. She's no in Pack to the Rafters. Mother, there we go. father, person should ever miss. It, it was so funny with me it's going. I genuinely can't remember what Rebecca Gibney's been doing. Pack to the Rafters. Yeah, that's a bit so, my oh, brain. And, uh, and uh, 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 nightmares and dreamscapes. Speaking <laughs> of Stephen uh, King, yeah, that's uh, what she was nominated for. Yeah. S- speaking, speaking of uh, things, things you should not miss. The 7pm project, this is an aside, yeah. we've done the Logies, that's it, done. 7pm project had an ad on 
Sunday night, uh, saying, tune into the 7pm project for a special report nobody should miss. Mm. That show's really changed, hasn't it? <laughs> that show's really gone from a joyous look at the day in uh, in news to we're a lot like ACA with a panel. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't yeah, just yeah. an ironic kind of no, humorous it was, joke. Ahead. It was Charlie Pickering being dead serious. Oh, really? Apparently there was some minor controversy too that ads have been going on claiming it's called The Project, which has led to some people questioning whether or not it's going to be shifted from 7pm as apparently it's, it's been accused of affecting the shows. No, after they like Channel 10 has come shows out. on Channel 10. Well, Channel 10 has, has did that. They've come out saying, no, 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 nothing to see here. La, 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 la. You know, back in the days when, when everything was initials and, and it did get silly when, and, and coming after, after, after CSI, it's H. What was H? House. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Um, so that's that's it. Oh no! Wait, there's more news. <laughs> <laughs> that's the news we're not talking about. That's the news. That? That's the news we're not talking about. Uh, in news that we are talking about, uh, the bill has been axed. Mm. That mm. is surprising. Isn't long, it? long-running UK uh, police drama. You, you could say at, I think at it, various it, points yeah. has, has been axed. It uh, apparently ran twenty seven years. Uh, it came as a spin off from a single series uh, show in the UK. I believe it was called Wooden Top. Um, and uh, yes, so did it have to be said like that? Wooden Top. I just love the idea. It was a spin off series. Yes. So there are fans out there going, still not as good as Wooden Top. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, I, I think it is drawing a bit of a long bow to say that uh, this is a series that's been running as, for 27 years because they've had three serious reboots of the show um, where they've completely changed the entire style of, of what they're presenting on TV. So it, it's nothing like what uh, was originally on ITV over there. Um, and, uh, well, because it, it, it went down you know, from an hour to half an hour it did that. It, it was originally or handheld. Or, or, yeah, or the other way around. Okay. I can't if, Before you start handheld. writing your emails in, I can't remember. <laughs> Documentary okay. style, uh, uh, drama, all on the job. So it did not leave the police station and, and at, at uh, and the beat. Uh, incidents. Yeah. Uh, and there were self-contained episodes, I think, originally, weren't they? Like, yes. It was one yeah, story yeah, per half an yeah, hour or whatever. Yeah. And it became all soapy. It went all soapy, and because yeah. that's, that's when it, it became less popular here and much more popular over there. It just, just that, that soap reboot. Yeah. But I would have thought it was very cheap, so I'm, I'm surprised that it's that unpopular to not bother yeah, continuing it even know. just as the daytime. But they, had to, they had to write a new uh, opening credits song. So maybe uh, it was starting to take a hit oh, on their budget. The, the, uh, the so, so is it is it more that rather than the bill being act, the bill finally allowed to die? Is that is is that more? Because um, well, it's, it's two thousand six. Since two thousand six, its its audience numbers in the UK have halved. Okay. So from around. 13, 14 million to 7 I guess I believe, I'm still surprised because have you guys ever seen there's an English daytime, let's say, soap called Doctors? And it's just set in a doctor's surgery. I have this weird feeling it's been going for probably 30 years as well. And I've only ever seen random episodes because it, it always seems to have this thing. There's the ongoing soap storylines, which are tedious about all these people working in doctor's surgery. And the other half of the story will be, Celeste McCoy plays a man who used to play a time traveler on television and now has dementia. And, um, <laughs> and it's just full of all these bizarre old, so reality? old schools. He <laughs> <laughs> was actually excellent in that episode too. Um, but it's this really weird kind of old school stars coming in to play these quite bizarre storylines. And I kind of would have thought if, if you had the, the, the bill um, 
yeah, the rights to make the bill, you'd just do that at the very least. Because if 7 million people still want to watch it, then surely it can't be that expensive to make a thing back to people wandering around the, the police office and shouting at each other. But 7 million people in the UK, which uh, has a population of 8 90, billion. No, I think it's only... Million. Nine, eight, bi- 8 billion. Isn't it 90 million over there? It was 54 last time I looked, but, you know... But I, 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 may, I may have skipped some as I was counting. Any multiple 3,485,612. 3,485,612. <laughs> Depends on if you're counting during the day or at night time in London. They're standing up, they're down. They have something like 5 million people that, that uh, commute into London each day mm-hmm. to work. On sheep. But you were going to say... <laughs> they float well down the canals. That's great. <laughs> uh, 7 million people is awesome watching them over the, that flyover. I know. It isn't that much in in the UK, and and maybe uh, they think that their budget could because uh, it's quite a large cast as well for the mm-hmm. bill. Uh, maybe they just think the budget could be better spent on helicopters for the executives. Yeah, or a reality show called "So You Think You Could Be a Policeman." Yeah, but but it's I think it's I mean it's clearly been dying for a very very long time, uh, and anyone who's seen uh, Kids in the Hall. Uh, Death Comes to Town, which we reviewed last week, uh, and is familiar with the cat in that particular series, that's what the bill reminds me of. If you haven't seen Death Comes to Town, you probably should, just to get that reference. So, Dead Bill, what was next? Next, uh, it's also Dead 24. Uh, where, where does this come from? I haven't, I haven't seen anything of, of this. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm surprised it's not on Friday. Uh, I haven't, I haven't looked at Friday this week. THR, it's, it's confirmed uh, that 24 is gone. This was expected, though, wasn't it? There seemed to be a lot of question marks over whether 24 is Yeah, but that's every continue. year. Every year there's been question marks over mm-hmm. whether or not it's going, going to return. Uh, the, the I did see it all over the place, though, which was why I kind of didn't grab a, a link, but I definitely saw it. Confirmed 24 is gone. Uh, on the, top, the, the Hollywood Reporter is THR. But there was nothing left, though, was it? I mean, the next series was going to be like a, a robot president and Jack Bauer just punching people randomly in the street. And that, I, no, that, that was the, the last that series. Okay, yeah. That, right. So you were still watching? I, I tune in every now and then because it's hilarious, but I pay it no attention. It's the sort of, uh, it's the sort of thing that I'll, I'll have on in the background while I'm doing some filing just so I can go, the president's done what now? <laughs> so it's, just, it's, kind of, it's just kind of moments of, of surprise. Where, you know, J- Jack Bauer will uh, twist off somebody's ankle uh, and then reattach the foot without the ankle as a <laughs> as as a means of torture, uh, and uh, and and the the person being tortured will go. The key is still in the lock, and it's like, well, why didn't he just look there in the first place? Yeah. Ca- kind of a thing. So, is it still better than uh, Prison Break after the break? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think they they're well aware of how ridiculous they are. In, is this in still? You don't think they were aware of it in Prison Break? No, with, with his wooden hand and. <laughs> I, I don't think they were making enough light of it. <laughs> is there still an unexpected traitor in their midst in every season in in twenty four? Oh, oh yeah. All right. So from How the many beginning, times has been the president <laughs> eight. <laughs> but so, is it now for the beginning of each series? You try and work out who the unexpected traitor is. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, and you know, it could be anyone because because uh, that's the way that's the way they write twenty four. Where mm-hmm. even though it's all happening in one day. Uh, the events of the last hour seem to have almost no bearing <laughs> on the events of the next hour. And uh, and I, that's kind of why I like it, because they, they seem to have done away with the premise entirely, and now it's just about 
putting in as much torture as possible into into one episode with people going, "He's off the grid. We don't know where he is. How are we going to find him?" It's it's fun. It's fun, but you know, I could you could put seven episodes, one from each season, together in a row for me, and I wouldn't think that anything was. Uh, was you know, wrong with that picture at all? It'd be interesting if you except made... he does actually do the shaving and shaving and stuff, and it's real time in the first one. No, it's only real time in the first eight, eight. episodes, and after that they kind of do away with real time, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like faux real time. Yeah. If you made Jack Bauer a schizophrenic homeless guy who's just been imagining all this in his head, that'd be cool. <laughs> and he's been living in the whole hell. series. That... Just, he's just been on the streets for the whole thing. Yeah, randomly punching people. <laughs> <laughs> But in his head, he thinks he's torturing you know, terrorists and helping the president. Whacked out on his skull and angel does. Isn't that just a, a sketch from... Uh, uh, Sir Digby Chicken Caesar yes. from Michelin Web. Yeah, if you imagine 24 as Sir Digby Chicken Caesar in America, that's... <laughs> that's pretty much, that's what, pretty it much is. what it is. Where he's having his own theme tune. Lastly, and uh, and probably most, most importantly, and I don't know, do, do you think people need a break? Or if we've been talking about nothing, so they haven't really been concentrating. I, I reckon that's, let's let's go to something else and come back, shall we? Yeah. You want you yeah, want to yeah. go to all let's, right? Let's talk about something else. All right. Well, that that is largely <laughs> <laughs> the box cutters news. Are you one of those that follows <laughs> follows the ads? Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and go down on you. You know what I don't buy? What don't you buy? I don't buy how we're doing this entire episode on the fly, seemingly. Really? Yeah. I thought you were, I thought you were living the dream. No, no. If I was living the dream, then we would all... No, I've got nothing there. So. Right, I thought you were enjoying it was the point I was trying to oh, make. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm loving it. <laughs> right. I'm loving it. I'm just not buying it. Okay. It seems quite rehearsed to me. <laughs> Brett Crumpley. You know what I don't buy? Why I don't, don't you I buy? I don't buy that, that Australian TV audiences still are uneducated enough to, to accept a, a person with a lab coat in a commercial <laughs> being automatically some sort of scientist that knows what is good for you, knows much, 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 much more things than you do and are much more intelligent than you and know what you need. So I only fall for that. I've got a folder with clinical tests written on the front of it. Um, I, I don't think you see it in the, the television commercial, but he definitely does have a clipboard does on he? the website. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, the the ad that's uh, on fairly high rotation at the moment for Beds for Back with Mario. Hang on, is it Beds for Back, not Bed for Beds for Backs? I would have thought it'd be plural. Beds for Backs, yes. Okay. I can't yes, think Beds sorry. for Back, though, is quite <laughs> Just the one. Just one back. <laughs> Once we've sold it, we're closing down. Once we've sold them. It's multiple beds. Oh, that's true, yes. One back. <laughs> uh, beds for Back. Uh, make <laughs> make uh, particular beds uh, that uh, I think they're generally latex and they generally have kind of coils all over the place the, within the latex. <laughs> this is a 50 science fiction are, movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but, but it's, it's the scientific way in, in which Mario talks about uh, how their beds are, are constructed and, and much better for your back because... Because uh, we do all need a good night's sleep. For good health, it's vital that we eat a balanced diet, exercise regularly and get a restful, rejuvenating sleep. But there's more to healthy sleeping than you may first think. 
Mario from Beds for Backs has the facts. Just because a bed feels comfortable, it doesn't mean that it's healthy. Before you spend your money, come and see us for a bed that's both comfortable and good for your health. Sleep for good health and well-being at Beds for Backs. Hi, everybody. It's Mario. Hi, Dr. Mario. (laughs) So are we to understand that Beds for Backs either have a full-time scientician on staff (laughs) or is that just the owner who likes to wear white? Uh, Apparently, it's not just the owner who likes to wear white. Uh, Specifically, white in his lab coats. And uh, as we look on the website, he definitely does does have have that clipboard there. Mm. Um, And uh, and there is a, a pane on the website saying, the science of sleep. And uh, we have Mario Perino Engineer. Apparently, Engineer is his last name because it's capital E. And no, no comma? No comma. It's but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that they're, they're hoping people will confuse it and think that he is an engineer. Uh, and world-renowned bed designer constantly <laughs> researches bedding. World-renowned uh, bed designer. <laughs> yeah. He's the Lady Gaga of bed designers. I love his new video. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's- Fantastic. He keeps tripping over things, though, because he keeps like sticking weird shit in his eyes. <laughs> Too much product placement. Look, pop star. Yeah. Um- <laughs> you know what I'm doing? I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit <laughs> on, on advertising companies that still think it's acceptable to put a guy in a lab coat on their, their commercials to uh, try and get some sort of credibility on a scientific basis about what they're talking about. I call bullshit on getting Mario, who's just, just a long-term bed seller, into a white lab coat and uh, on, onto the telly, and uh, I do not buy it. I think the worst thing we have ever called anybody on this show is a long-term bedseller. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour tout le monde, bienvenue à Boxcutters. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Boxcutters. This is Toby Sullivan uh, displaying his bilingual prowess on the best TV podcast that uh, I've ever encountered. Now, the BBC... Have uh, have announced while we were away. This is a few weeks ago. Yeah, this is a, this is a March story. Yes, yes. Yeah. Just a recap on March with box cutters. Uh, BBC announced that they were cutting the uh, number of staff they have for online uh, and web based media and shutting down two of their their uh, digital radio networks as well and halving the number of websites. It, it's actually a fairly major. Yeah, we're saying it's a little bit odd because it's not specifically television related, but it is important. Mm. Um, and uh, if you mind, Joshua, I'll just go recap what happened so before this bit of the story. Okay. Yes. So um, there's <laughs> been <laughs> conservative politicians in the UK currently hating the BBC. Um, yeah, as we, as we often see here as well. But this seems to be as a uh, lead up to an election year. They've made it into a campaign, kind of like a "What's your money paying for?" And and this is you know it's it's uh, conservatism one oh one where none of them want big government they don't want mm-hmm. government providing anything that they don't absolutely have to and that that absolutely pertains to to running a, a media empire yep. um, as it may be when it uh, competes with your entrepreneurs uh, one of whom of course the mini Murdoch uh, which I, I think we were saying was it James Joshua. 
James Murdoch. James Murdoch in this case. Also, you may remember a few months back came out against the BBC in the UK saying how awful it was that government money was being spent competing with his private money because obviously private money should always win. Was that after he'd said that, uh, oh, we should get some of that licence fee as well? I think it was around the same period. I think it was all Mm -hmm. part of the same. The Conservatives and the Murdoch seem to be pretty much hand in hand on this opinion. Curiously, Labour has also sort of come around to it thinking it's a populist thing to go, yes, damn you, BBC. Everyone in the UK seems to be assuming the Tories will win the election, which is happening this year. And so this is apparently a kind of like a, well, we're saying it's, it's like those phone boxes that are pre-vandalised, so you can't smash anything. The BBC is hoping if it goes in and savages itself first. Say what? When the Conservatives come in. Is this something telecom? Uh, uh, pre, oh, no, uh, pre-vandalised is, is, you know how phone boxes, they went from being, you know, boxes with glass to just being things in hoods. Apparently that, yeah. that's a design thing called pre-vandalised. So the idea is that uh, you take away anything that people they, can actually they damage. They the glass and just yeah, take it Yeah, you effectively break it yourself to work out, if I was going to smash everything, what's the minimum so I could leave? Nothing left that they can smash. And still Ex- have a phone except box. Except for the actual phone. Yeah. And, and, uh, the problem is yeah. nobody can hear Perspects themselves on the phone because yes, exactly. the, the, the point of the box was to uh, make it a bit quiet. So anyway, so the BBC went in at the beginning of the month. They, they cut uh, digital radios, um, Radio 6, which um, tend to be a really good music station and have people like Jarvis Cocker and Mark Ronson actually doing shows and things. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got rid of the Asia Network, I think it's called, which was um, yeah, Asia Network. Um, they're rebranding some of the other stations. Uh, Radio 1 and 4 are going to be rebranded um, and possibly reduced in scale. Just as Radio 14. Yeah. Uh, they're cutting half the websites. Apparently half the web pages are read, which is curious. Like they're just going through going, yep, that one's going. Don't we, we don't need that. We don't what? need that. Uh, Be- because having all that extra data in a database is... Expensive, causing- apparently. I don't know. Um, they've cut... Uh, 28 million has been cut from the... the Budget, quarter of online stuff with leaves of jobs. Have they, have Which they is had twenty five percent of the budget? The online budget. Yeah, of the online budget. Yeah. Have they had Stephen Conroy consulting on, on how the internet works? <laughs> it is uh, yeah, it's a little bit disturbing. And the thing is, of course, that, that um what why I bring this up is that this is the quote that then came out from Jeremy Hunt, Conservative Shadow Culture Secretary, meaning this man is likely to be the culture secretary after the election. He said, I'm pleased the BBC is taking a long, hard look at exactly what it should be doing, but the truth of the matter is that we need to see actions, not words. Will the BBC be less expansionist? Will it think carefully about its impact on the independent sector? That, I think, is the most alarming part of that sentence. Above all, will it spend licence fee payers' money on quality public service content that they want to see? Only real change will address these concerns. I hope that's what we get. And this is this is the, the big problem with... Uh with that, that whole the, the whole argument is that the BBC realizes that the current nature of entertainment, radio and television, is niche, mm. and that the only way to appeal to the populace as a whole is to try to appeal to a whole lot of different niches, which is exactly what they were doing with their uh, with their BBC online stuff. Well, it's exactly what uh, the ABC is trying to do with their digital multi channeling and. Uh, and their online stuff, uh, and and you know th- these organisations understand that it is part of their charter. It is it is what they need to do. Uh, but the the mainstream media, the the Murdochs of, of the world, still think that there is such a thing as broadcasting. But there's also a weird thing coming through here that a lot of the argument is the BBC should only be playing stuff for a majority audience and only making shows for a majority audience. So basically just you know, game shows and so you think you can dance and whatever. Mm. While at the same time saying they shouldn't be competing with the independent sector on populist programs. 
there's also other sections saying that that they can't be doing everything and they need to to cut back on on things like you know their web presence, but they shouldn't be getting out of the digital realm. They're, they're you're going well. It's, it's which one? Yeah. What do you want here? And and also I was going to mention that the other thing they put out is the list of potentially what they're going to be doing next. And in the TV, there's production of entertainment and comedy on BBC Four. And, and how is that bullshit just not shut down? How how is it not seen that Mini Murdoch is is purely coming out and saying the BBC are too competitive for us? They're making too much compelling content for us to be able to 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 put out anything that's going to draw eyeballs away from them. And and that what he's saying is just stop it. Just but, but that is stop, what he's stop all that, of this really fucking shit, thing, shit hot content, uh, so that so that everybody will be forced to to do yeah. with what the crap that, that we put. But up he's for directly him. saying that, claiming that the government is basically competing with him, and the government has no right to compete with public uh, with private interest because we've got to that well, point now. Of going private, private interest can't, is, yeah. can't organize a root in a freaking whorehouse. The, the the subtext from what they're saying is. Uh, that a public broadcaster is a step towards communism. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Same as public health care, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so that's, that's what they're trying to get into people's minds without actually saying it, because if they said it, they then, they'd realize, then they'd realise how ridiculous it sounds. Uh, and, the, and, and the big problem is, yeah, what they're doing sounds really ridiculous, but obviously... Uh, the BBC are scared. So why are they so scared? Why, why are the BBC scared of what the Tories might do? Well, I mean, it comes all down to you know, they have the license fee, which we don't have, and so there is that weird. There's a possibly slightly more of an ownership in the UK. People feel like they're paying money directly to fund the the BBC, and they are in a way that we don't feel because it's all just part of our tax. Which is why the BBC does weird things to me, like they play Buffy, which I remember when I was over there thinking that was strange because in the ABC, I think we expect the ABC to be good for us, but not necessarily popular. You know, like we expect yes. it's where the good stuff is going to happen. When they scheduled stuff for for six fourteen, seriously. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, but, but the UK, the old, the old ABC of, that, that seriously didn't give a shit about ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, the, the BBC had that weird thing. The BBC wants to show that you're getting money for your your you know people going. Well, where's the show I want to watch? But then they're also being criticised for being too populist, and it's kind of like, well, what what do you want them to be? But I think they're, they're terrified that the conservatives are talking about getting rid of the the license fee. And the concern in the UK is if they go to a straightforward money being given to them by the government, it would be similar here to where various governments will then use that as a bit of a blackmail over the ABC to reduce <laughs> the money they get. And it's just, but they are—they are quite genuinely terrified of what the Conservatives are going to do. And, and it's, there's been a lot of media coverage of this. Virtually everyone's had a, a word in the UK press about it, and. Um, yeah, and, and even things like Doctor Who are being used as a kind of, well, the Conservatives wouldn't let us make this. And it's, it's just weird that it's, it's become such a huge issue. And it's because the BBC... Well, it's, it's because people have been paying a licence fee that goes directly to funding the BBC that they, they expect better from the BBC and the BBC are pressured to, to put out a, a product, essentially, um, that people want to watch. And it's that, and they've had BBC One and Two, on the tally that have kept the the commercial stations honest over there. Uh, just the the sort of crap that we see on TV over here does not just just doesn't go over over there. Like how, how we have uh, way too many ad breaks in in a typical half hour show, whereas they still have part one and part two. Mm-hmm. But the- um, and that's because the BBC don't run five ad breaks in a half hour program. 
And and because the commercials have had to compete with that, the the medium has actually benefited from it. But the the commercials don't want to be kept honest. I think that's that's what they're getting at here. They want to well, have free <laughs> reign to be as corrupt as possible. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. It's part of that. You know, we we used to believe that governments were important, and now uh, sort of the the post Reaganite Thatcherite kind of thing, where we all believe that governments should not be involved with anything. And I guess that's what Minnie Murdoch's saying is that no, we don't. This is well, no, we don't. Well, one one portion of the, the a population. Push. Yes, there's an ongoing push. To and generally, that, yeah. they have the money and they own the media. Yeah. don't don't fucking fall fall prey to to falling into that mindset. That mm-hmm. is not the way that that most people think. No, I mean, I'm with you. Let's have a revolution. Um, but yeah, but I agree. That's the thing with so people like Minnie Murdoch going, oh, well, they shouldn't be allowed to compete with us and they should be able to just have a, a skeleton concept. And when they say things like getting rid of the, the entertainment and drama on BBC4, that's worrying because BBC2 was set up originally to be the, the weird alternative channel and over the years became more mainstream. Channel 4 then got set up as the, the weird independent channel and over the years that became more mainstream. And so BBC4 has now been places where things like Being Human started. Um, and became a huge success. I think uh, possibly Little Britain started on BBC Four as well. It was, it was a place where new, slightly more experimental stuff was happening. And if Dead you get rid of that, there, yeah. was that I couldn't remember if that was BBC Four or Channel Four. But yeah, uh, evil. But yes, yeah. So it's kind of a worry that, that if we're going to end up with the BBC being very nervous all the time, then you won't quite see the the creativity we've come to expect. That's that's sad. That's sad. But expect wonderful things from Sky. Is that what we can? Wonderful things are going to come from Sky. Is that that's what we do understand from uh, from Meta? Because once the BBC have uh, reduced their amount of uh, push into the, then Sky is going to release all of this wonderful content that we've just been waiting for all this time. No, no, not going to happen. Right. No. In fact, in fact, Sky will benefit again from the BBC being weakened because people just won't have an option. But they're not going to release anything good. No. Okay. No. In fact, in fact, in all likelihood, the really good stuff they'll get rid of as well. Right. Because why try harder if if they're getting everybody anyway? If there's no BBC to to compete against. Yeah. I'm depressed. Tom Elliott here from a variety of different media organisations, 3RRR, 3AW, Channel 7, Mornings with Kerri-Ann, Inside Business on a Sunday with Alan Kohler. I like to spread myself around and so should you. Listen to the box cutters on the internet or any other media you can find them. I think it's educational. I think it's fascinating. I think you might even learn something you didn't know before. Listen to the box cutters. I always do. In the spirit of learning something that you didn't know before, Mm. we bring you... Things you may have missed. Oh yeah, and do you know when you missed this, Josh? The thing I'm going to talk about. Do you know when you missed it? Uh, was it was it uh, 2003? Uh, not quite. No, no, no. 1987. No, no. It's a little bit more recent than both of those. No, oh. you missed this last night. Although but, oh. I will point out, it is still available on iView, the ABC's 
So I, this, well, that's not their charter. This no. this Ed. <laughs> we, actually, this is because we were saying the weird thing is iView, of course, is a rip off of the BBC's iPlayer, yes. which is on their website. Well, they were, I think, the first you say people. Rip off. Yeah, everybody yeah. was going to do it but, as but, soon as they had oh, the technology. Yeah, but the BBC well, did you it. Were but do the BBC it. website did it first. We were saying, and webisodes again. BBC website was doing all that stuff first. Cashed up, mofo. They were the ones who pushed the rest of the industries and all the other countries to do it. But thankfully, we won't be putting up with that tyranny anymore. Yeah, so Sky, much money. It's just outrageous. But Sky are going to take over that whole thing is my anyway so um i wanted to talk about oh hello (laughs) (laughs) unprofessional no that's crap Uh, yes, so so this this was on the ABC on Sunday night. Well, I want to talk about this is an Englishman in New York, which is a, a telly movie about Quentin, oh, Quentin Crisp in, in New York, and it's, well, yeah, the song is about Making Quentin of. Crisp, and they yes, it's it all it all comes together. <laughs> I was mentioning that because uh, I watched this the other day. I was going to bring it up as a things you may have missed because you may have missed it at the Melbourne International Film Festival in two thousand and nine, and then of course you may have missed it at the Melbourne Queer Film Festival in the last month, and then I didn't realise it was actually on television last night. Aww. So you've also missed it last night, but it is on iView. So, oh, so, so you can still you can still catch it. So you may have missed it, but you might also still be able to catch yeah, it for the next two weeks. Now, Quentin Crisp, do you guys know who he is? I'm never quite sure how famous Quentin Crisp yeah, is. Yeah, type. Yeah, pretty much. But it's 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 vague, isn't it? He's not uh, known. I just I did I, I used to be a regular guest on Willacy. No, 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 no. no. that's a different, that's different. Quentin. Uh, he didn't he didn't uh, invade the the house for Big Brother one year. No, not that Quentin. No, and he didn't make Inglorious Bastards either. Uh, the um, <laughs> I, all I all I know is that he was uh, played by uh, John Hurt in a, a quite depressing telly movie yeah. a well, number of years ago. Let, let, let's let's recap quickly. Quentin Crisp was he's kind of in some ways a very early celebrity. Who was famous for being famous. He was uh, born in 1908. I'm thinking in England. Famous for wandering around in his hennaed hair and his makeup and getting beaten up repeatedly. Uh, he spent a lot of time just saying bon mots. And, and having very odd jobs like being um, he famously spent quite a few years being a nude model for artists which he claimed was like being a, a civil servant only naked kind of like a latter day Oscar Wilde but without the writing slightly without that he did a couple of you know, small writing bits but only bits and pieces um, tried to be a journalist didn't you know, do that he was a, a commercial artist anyway, was, he the, a, was he a peer of Joe Orton he would have been around the same time but I doubt they would have met Different circles? Uh, different circles. And um, and he they made a little documentary about him in the 60s. Uh, they got him to write a book called The Naked Civil Servant, which became, uh, his memoirs became very famous. Then in 1975, they made the, the, the telly movie with John Hurt, the one you were mentioning. Um, very, very depressing. Lots of gay bashing. But it, but it's it's still very good, though. It's a really excellent oh, yes. telly movie. And in fact, I think I was reading here somewhere, uh, there was a poll in the UK by Industry Professionals in the year 2000. Uh, of the 100 greatest British television programs of the 20th century, and Naked Civil Servant came in at number four on and, that. And an excellent... Uh, for, for, those, uh, for those using box cutters as their how-do-I-write-a-telly-movie uh, course... Yeah, yeah. As opposed to those uh, using box cutters as their TV guide. Yes. Uh, the, the Naked Civil Servant is an excellent, excellent example of narration to camera. First-person oh, narration to camera. I've forgotten that. But yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it for a while, but it is, look, it's great. It's on DVD. It's really worth seeing. John Hurt is amazing in it. Quentin Crisp loved John Hurt and used to refer to him. I think the quote was, uh, my representative here on Earth, he would refer to him <laughs> in, in, in documentation. Now, the really fascinating thing is that it was the telly movie. What a bon mot. Uh, that was the telly movie of Naked Civil Servant that, that made Quentin Crisp suddenly really famous. And he used that success to write some amazing books. He wrote brilliant uh, movie reviews, and there's a compilation of those, which is well worth looking at. And he moved to New York towards the end of his life. So 
This is an Englishman in New York is is basically takes up the story from when Quentin Crisp moved to New York. The amazing thing is that John Hurt plays Quentin Crisp. That's fantastic. So thirty five years later, and I'm saying both these in DVD. Get them out. Watch them in a row. It'd be amazing. Yeah, um, because there's John Hurt thirty five years later playing Quentin Crisp again, and. What's even more bizarre, though, about this piece is that the very first scene takes place the day after the naked civil servant has played on television. It starts off on a chat show with a man going, Last night we played a, a film called The Naked Civil Servant. Please welcome Quentin Crisp. So there's Quentin Crisp discussing basically John Hurt playing him <laughs> in a telly movie. In a telly movie with about John Quentin Hurt Crisp him. with John Hurt playing. Yeah, and at that point your brain just explodes. Um, and then, and then from that point he moves to New York and everything unfolds. All this stuff only unfolds, though, because of that original telly movie. So it's right. It's very odd. Now I've brought in a clip. It is basically. I mean, it's it's a real life story. It's the end of his life, so it's a little bit meandering. He goes to New York, and just various things happen. But it's beautifully done. Um, I just want to give you an idea of a style. This is quite a longish clip because there's music under it, so we thought best not to cut it. Uh, this is from when Quentin first moved to New York, and I chose this because I thought you, Josh, might like to you know feel sad about what we left behind. Thanks. Oh, Celine Dion track. Sorry, wrong one. The moment I saw Manhattan, I wanted it. It was more like the movies than I had ever dreamed. But did Manhattan want me? My, my, my. You got it all on the day, honey. Yes, I have, haven't I? (laughs) (laughs) So let's dance. The streets of New York are the closest thing to heaven on earth. Here you are not scurrying from one place to another as fast as your feet will carry you. You are on display. Without her outcasts, the metropolis would be a very dull place indeed. To succeed in heaven, you must avoid the shadows. If the sunny side of the street is full, walk in the road. And on no account learn the language. The more English you sound, the more likely you are to be believed. So Quentin moves to New York. It's it's like it's ripped from my own memoirs, Isn't it? but but with uh, more cravats and disco. <laughs> I know that line about it, it. It's more like the movies than you'll ever believe is absolutely true. Uh, <laughs> and um, I know it did make me want to cry. <laughs> and it, it, uh, the whole film is it, almost every line Quentin says. I think has been taken from interviews uh, or speeches he gave over the years. So there's there's an awful lot of research. Um, there's and it's intriguing because uh, Quentin Crisp was always had a problematic relationship with the gay community because he never actually believed in... in He always believed himself as an outsider. He believed himself to be, you know, possibly deserving of his own per, uh, persecution or whatever. Like, he never felt any need to particularly fight against anything. He just did what he did. There's a, a lovely line about... Towards the end, it says, like, um, it is the nature of barriers that they fall. And that if you stay where you are, eventually mainstream society will just come around you because, you know, you just stay where you are, though. They'll come to you. 
And it's a really interesting film. There's a bit in the middle where he pisses everyone off by saying that AIDS is a fad. And there's a bit where he, yes, while on stage. Because famous, famously in America, most of his money he made from doing these stage shows where he'd just sit there and ask, people would ask questions. And he'd make these you know, humorous bon mots at them. And there's a scene where he tries to explain what it is, but it's fascinating to see how his perception of the world is so different to the political gay men around him in particular. And it's just, I don't I found this a truly fascinating piece of work. I think it's, it's I think possibly low budget, but so well done. And so cleverly, the money's spent cleverly, which is really nice. Um, there's a bit towards the end where Penny Arcade shows up. Do you remember Penny yes. Arcade? Yeah, Penny Arcade famously used to visit Melbourne uh, a few times in the mid-90s. Her big show was um, Bitch Talk, Fag Hag Whore. Yes. Um, she was sort of a performance artist come... And uh, I'm, I'd spoken words, spoken word, um, Lydia Lanchess, Lydia Lanchess, but fun, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually okay. enjoyable, and yeah, and it's so fascinating bit where she suddenly turns up, played by one of the women from Sex in the City, and you're going, oh, Penny Arcade, oh, that's weird, I saw you live, and oh, there you are, played by, and you're Sex so carrying, and yeah, 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 she's the redhead one, yeah, not the one everyone forgets, not the slutty one, and not not, not the horse face one, uh, I don't Samantha. know their names, anyway, but um. And there's a, an amazing section, too, in which uh, Quentin Crisp is uh, posing for an artist called Patrick Angus, a real person, who has been affected by some of the things uh, Quentin has said over the years and quotes this famous line about the long, dark man or uh, uh, back at it. And he realizes, as presented in this, it's realized, I think, that Quentin realizes he's basically stuffing up people's lives by, by going out saying these things that they're taking perhaps a bit too literally. And that section of the show itself is is great. So... I'm just really impressed that this exists. Um, it's quite astonishing to see something with the same actor returning to the same character, you know, 30 All years later. later. Yeah, yeah that, that in itself is just a fascinating thing to see. John Hurt is, of course, amazing in this. And, uh, yeah, I'd say it's well worth a look. If you missed it, you can watch it again on the internet. That's And, and that is fantastic. I, while I was away, I met... Uh, uh, one of the people in charge of iview so uh trying to uh trying to get her on the show in mm-hmm. in future weeks so we can talk more about iview and uh and and the things that we have for it but in the meantime familiarize yourself with it oh can i I'm, so you're just running to because I, I went to new york you know many many years ago i was only there for five days I had a lovely time um i tried to i tried to see quentin crisp at the time because famously he always had his phone number in the phone book wherever he lived and you could ring him up and take him out to lunch because oh, he was very, very cheap. And so he was quite happy to go out and he'd say witty things and you'd pay for his lunch and everyone would be happy. Uh, and I, yes, I did actually try and get hold of him. He was away uh, at that period and that's when he actually died. I, I'm mm. going that it's coincidental. I'm, I'm assuming my phone call to, to Chris wasn't the thing that killed him. Maybe maybe, maybe it's your power that, that you brought to box Oh, to God, maybe it's... Oh, no. Yeah, it, it was, that's, that seems, that's quite powerful to do it directly through the telephone. Yeah, well, I was like a week before, and it was like, oh, no, he won't be here. Oh, okay, now he's dead. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's livened things up, hasn't it? <laughs> Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen! Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. Uh, Brett Cropley, you have brought us some, some crap, crap TV. TV. Yes, uh, which uh, I, I was tempted to, to maybe think about as uh, an, an I don't buy it. Have you seen the new advertising campaign for uh, a, a- G- T? Uh, AGT? Australia's Got Talent? 
anything goes tonight. <laughs> you know, uh, you know they've had a, a bit of a change of the lineup of the judges on Australia's Got oh, Talent. So Danny's, Red's gone. Danny's and, gone. Uh, and Man from Snowy River's gone. And they have Kyle Sanderlands and Brian McFadden and Danny. <laughs> oh, so Danny's still there. Danny is still there. Danny is still there. Uh, it's like a joke, this- isn't it? Like calling it Australia's Got Talent and then putting those people on as your judges. Go, get it? Do you get what we're doing? <laughs> we're being sarcastic. Is that See? irony? Says, Australia's Got Talent. The, the says, ironic- there's Danny <laughs> and Private McFadden and, and Carl. Australia's Got Talent. And then you're going to be judged by these people. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, so the ads are quite, quite a futuristic kind of look about it uh, with uh, the three of them getting into an elevator and uh, which, which is a massive, it's, it's almost like uh, the room of the intersect in Chuck. Uh, uh. If you've seen that, um, and uh, and and uh, Kyle's kind of bopping along and and starts dancing, and then Brian joins in while Danny's resisting because uh, she's just that cool. And then, uh, but she does eventually join in, kinda. She she waves a ha- an arm in the air in times of the music. That's that's about the extent of of Danny's um, dancing there, uh, and uh, all this goes on while they're uh, going up super speed to the three hundredth floor or something of, of whatever building it is that they're in with their their magical elevators with the uh, nightclubs in there, uh, opening up onto the roof, which has uh, some sort of open air rock stadium at the top, where uh, clearly AGT is uh, AGT is uh, going on up there. Uh, the voiceover would seem to be indicating. That uh, that Australia's Got Talent seems to have taken a bit of a left turn and and is less about Australians having talent, and uh, that uh, it's it's a musical talent show where it's looking like all those ugly people that that they let in through the casting call for uh, the original Australia's Got Talent won't be making it. No, none of those none of those old people will be in. They won't they won't have a. a a daggy granny playing spoons in the finals. And, you know, who, who cares about the acts anyway these days? Because, clearly, it's about Kyle, who who apparently doesn't have a surname anymore. Either. Danny hasn't had a surname for a long, long time. But uh, they do have to say Brian McFadden uh, <laughs> in the ad. Uh, you know, clearly, clearly the original IGT production were just... They, they were too much of a maverick set up. So, uh, so we've, we've come back to some reality and uh, I'm looking forward to... No, that'll be crap. It's it's going to be the biggest load of shit. Do I, I remember? Sure. Am I right in thinking that it was the original? The first series of this was the show because one of these did, and I'm fairly certain it was Australia's Got Talent. Where, plan? Rather than getting an audience, they actually hired extras. I'm fairly certain it was the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Quite possibly. Yeah, all kind of going wild, looking yeah. like they're contestants. Because yes. apparently they couldn't get enough people to actually be enthusiastic, and so the, it was cheaper because they, oh, film, they filmed the whole series in a week or something. So it was cheaper just to get. Actors pay them to be there for 10 hours a day going, woo, constantly than to actually try and get anyone real in. And it never really took off here, though, did it? I mean, I don't know, ratings-wise. Because you know how it's, 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 it's a never, huge phenomenon in other countries, but not it's, here. It's never done great guns here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every year, I'm surprised that it comes back. Uh, I, Yeah, I, I really don't understand why it keeps coming back. I don't understand why they keep... Flogging this dead well, horse. I, I don't. I don't understand why. In the past two years, people have been interested in seeing spooning grandmothers <laughs> on television, or, or it's why the European-looking dudes in in spangly uh, uh, jumpsuits with miniature dogs running up and down ramps and over. But jumps. this is what I wonder: like whether the producers here keep seeing the huge, phenomenal success it's had in the UK and the US, and going. If we keep doing it, surely eventually the Australians are going to like it. No, we really don't. 
We just don't. We, we don't have anybody ugly enough that has a good enough voice <laughs> to come out from seemingly somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and surely Channel 7 could spend a lot less money on just showing reruns of MacGyver. We received an email from Patty Houlihan a number of weeks ago uh, mm-hmm. with the subject line, New Golden Age? And it was full of letters Where? arranged into words. It was, uh, we covered off on that. Oh, okay. Just uh, we've, yeah, we've done that one. John. Sure. Done. And punctuation. It was. Yeah. And spaces. Which in the future will all be brought to you by Sky. Thanks to the Murdochs. <laughs> uh, it, and Patty writes, is this the end of good television? The shows that are making up the golden age have or are soon coming to a close with the exception of Entourage for a moment. So what what shows could make up the new golden really? age? Entourage was in the golden age. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That seems unlikely. Yeah, I think, I think it's time that we should no, revisit. I, I love it. I'm not sure that it's... It has that 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 weight. I think several years down the track, we should probably revisit the golden age and uh, and see what we would and would not keep in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, P- Patty asks, you know, are, are there any shows that would make up the new golden golden age? Uh, and he's asking as much for his DVD collection as for just you know television in general. Uh, does TV just go in cycles of quality? And are we in it? Let's hope so, or we will have to cherish the memories. And then he, he goes on with another question about Sopranos. But so, so Paddy's basically saying that he thinks that there's not as much good te- telly being made now as there was, say, five yes. years ago. That's, that's Paddy's. That's, that's Paddy's argument. Yeah. Uh, and I have to, I have to say, I, I agree. Uh, other than Breaking Bad, uh, I don't think there's anything that is of the quality and the, uh, the uh, pushing the envelope that, that we saw. So, well, I, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it because Dexter's still playing out? And so they haven't had to come up with a, a new Dexter that is that kind of dramatic and 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 different in the way that it presents a, a, a TV show from Showtime. And secondly, is it because they screwed Flash Forward so badly? Well, Flash Forward is a network show. But what, you think uh, they're nervous now? Is that what you're saying? That they're, they're... No, no, but, but if Flash Forward had to have lived up to the buzz, then would... Would there be less questioning about? No, so we left the golden age at this point. See, I don't, I'd like to think Paddy's wrong. I mean, I have to sort of go on. Yeah, probably. There's also something off the top of my head. I'm not going to quite remember. But, I mean, Mad Men wasn't in your list, and I definitely think series one and two, at the very least, of Mad Men was Mad phenomenal. Men didn't exist. It didn't exist at that point. Yeah, so that, that's a new one. Series three, I think, was a bit of a mistake, and I actually think the last episode of series three of Mad Men actually kind of admits that. So. Curious to see what they can do with four. Is but that like a post writer strike of Battlestar Galactica? There's, there's, a, there's a really weird thing in the last episode of Season 3. They go, you know, everything can happen this year. Let's just forget it and do something else next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would, I would think Mad Men definitely in there. Uh, I think comedy. I think there's actually, I think comedy has been phenomenally strong in the last and, and four And there was very, years, there so. was very little comedy before that. If you, if you have a look in the, in the list of, of Golden Age. So that's why I'm wondering when he says about cycles. Maybe, maybe you know, the excellent comedy has been cycling up because of the, the you know, excellent drama that came in a few years before it. Uh, when I you think, say excellent, excellent comedy of recent times, you would be talking about... Oh, I mean... Like 30 Rock. F- 30 Rock, Fly the Concords, Community. Um, yeah, that's some stuff. It's an early call on Community? Interesting. Sorry? Early call on Community? 
Modern Family? Is that in there? Uh, Cougar I, I, Town? I haven't really seen enough Modern Family. I don't know. Um, Cougar Town, I've never watched. So it's, it's hard to, to give the, that kind of gravitas of the golden age and oh, no, but the, I'm just saying, the serious I'm title just saying, I think, to I'm just saying, comedy. But as far as comedy goes, though, I think there's been some excellent comedy in the last year. I think comedy yeah. does tend to cycle, and I think we've had some really brilliant comedy being made in the last few years. Compared and, to Men in Trees. And, and yeah, in um, each country. Back I, to you. I don't think the UK's made much good drama for a while, which Neither is weird. Those comedies. We do have the middle now. <laughs> so you were going to say, the UK, 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 drama, UK used to be famous for drama. I don't I think don't. they've made much great drama for a while. So maybe the, the, they're about to have a go. It'd be nice to see them come back and have a go. Survivors, they had a shot at it. Um, do, do you remember uh, our review of Survivors? It was, yeah, do you remember? Good That's why I said they I had a after. shot at it. <laughs> yeah, it was, they've made a bit, but it's all been shit. Um, so yeah, 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 hopefully there might be a, a comeback from them. But I don't know. I, I find with, with, with American drama, because that's what you're about, isn't it? Really? So it all goes back to American drama. In Treatment, that probably wasn't around when... No, it wasn't. You guys did. And that, but again, these are... I, that's think not these, a, I think that set the world a lot. These are the exceptions of the moment rather than the rule. Mm-hmm. I think if if we go back to the Golden Age, there was seemingly a glut of excellent television. And now... We're looking um, at Deadwood, The Wire. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's, if you just search for on. Golden Age on the uh, boxcutters.net site, uh, you'll find the entire list there. But I do wonder, though, if, like you're saying, if we pull that list up, how many we, we'd never going, oh, that was all right. But Which it wasn't, I, think, I think we should do in the, you know. in the coming weeks. John from Cincinnati. Uh, we, that was not in the list. <laughs> but the... Uh, uh, the thing about now is, I, I, for my own viewing, I can say I seem to watch things more out of obligation than a real enjoyment. And you mentioned Dexter earlier, Brett, and I don't really like Dexter. I don't think it's a particularly good show. Uh, I think. Be like it, the first series? Uh, the first series was, was okay, but it, it had elements that really annoyed me. The thing about Dexter is, fan of the book. Uh, is, is uh, Anthony Michael Hall, or whatever that actor's name is. Uh, <laughs> Different one. Yeah. Uh, oh, David C- from Six Feet Under. Yeah, yeah, C. Yeah, Thomas, C. Thomas Howell. Uh, <laughs> uh, is, is, really, is really excellent in the role. I mean, he's, he's superb and he carries the show off. Uh, and, uh, other than that, though, the writing is largely appalling with Dexter. Oh, so I've got the first series and I haven't got much into it. So far, it's just the thing of you. Know, you buy it because everyone tells you how amazing it is, and you watch three episodes ago. It's all right. Yeah, the the, the writing is is really still. You watch really more of that than the wire. John. No, the wire. I've got to episode seven and a half. Thank you. The <laughs> <laughs> counting halves. I'm half. I think I'm, I'm, I'm half. Yes, I'm halfway through the eighth episode. Going, I'll I'll get back to it after I've watched this DVD of some shitty BBC science fiction show from 1972 that isn't very good. But somehow how, I'll get through all of that. <laughs> it's weird how that can happen. Mad Men is like that with me. Yeah, yeah. So, is this the end of of the golden age? I think it's uh, it's kind of going out with a, a cough and and a splutter. No, I think I think you're being pessimistic. I, I think there's always a, a tendency to think that things were better three minutes ago. I, I think you know. I think I think there's probably as much stuff. I'm not hugely convinced, but I'm trying to convince myself. <laughs> I'm sure, though, there is, there, we will look back and go, oh, yeah, we kind of underestimated some of that. And I haven't, I haven't gone through our viewing list uh, over the last few years yeah. uh, to, to think seriously about that. Uh, but I think that, uh, that you listeners should uh, let us know if we're forgetting about something massive that's be- that has been great that you're into and uh, put it up in a comment on the blog. And uh, let's see how we go with getting a new list up. Yeah, and, uh, and good luck trying to uh, 
you know, think of something that uh, we've forgotten that was not made by Charlie Brooker. If you watch one thing. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Brett Cropley. Don't start with me. Why? Because you don't have anything. Um... <laughs> Is that why? That's why. You got nothing. That's why. He's, he's, if I was going to watch no, one like, thing this I'm week, I would watch... I'm, I'm checking out Ice TV's uh, interactive guide. Yeah. Right. I've probably got a favourite over here. I, John? I, I had one, and then I checked to discover that they stopped playing it on Friday. But I was originally going to say you should watch Skippy, which is on between 2am and 4am on Channel 9, <laughs> uh, randomly. And the reason I mentioned this is because there was a lovely letter in the Green Guide from her, someone saying that she, she was really enjoying taping it to, to play it to her kids the next mm. day. So could Channel 9 please stop putting all those phone sex ads <laughs> in the outbreaks? Because <laughs> that was becoming awkward. Uh, I thought that was fantastic, but it doesn't seem to be listed for the week coming, so instead I'll just say uh, Community, which we just mentioned then, oh, on, on Go, Tuesday what? at 9pm. It's on Go. It's on Go. What a Sorry, it's on Go! Freaking throwaway. Tuesday man. at 9pm. Sorry, Josh, what, what did you Seriously, pick? Seriously, people, these, have, these what, people what, have no idea. What lovely thing did you pick, Josh? Come on, what interesting thing have you picked? I had uh, cause c- Community on Go, oh. Tuesday oh. at 9 o'clock. Oh. It's repeated <laughs> Tuesday night at 1.30. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't realise you didn't no, put that down. No, you didn't. I didn't. That's Unfortunately, I, I didn't get to, uh, to to have a look at what Josh had uh, put down for He's his one thing. Community, is for the, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so what are you going to pick, Greg? No, 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 pick because community. Community. Can't can't say community. Say community. Can't say you should community. definitely watch Community, but that is not that was one. mine because because mine was Community. Because I had it, I wrote, I wrote it down on the list because I'm I'm uh, well up to date with the Community and uh, loved loved the leather jacket with the the skimpy sports shorts. Uh, that'll be, that'll be a, uh, a gift that keeps on giving later on uh, for those just keeping up to date with. No, you're uh, disturbing me now. It's creepy. With how you've gone going, creepy. With how they're going on. He's got. He started on creepy. Go. <laughs> what? I didn't start creepy. Community is on um, go at uh, nine o'clock on Tuesday nights, and I, I find it quite interesting that they've got this. Uh, they've got this product. It's a brand new product. It's not two and a half men. They could be trying to build an audience for it. Uh, it's got Chevy in, Chase in it as well, so it's, it's, it's advertisable. It, yeah. it, it is, and uh, and and it's doing so quite well, well in the US. How they've done with Chuck? Yeah, mm. yeah. It's really <laughs> Channel Nine is go your throwaway station. It seems to be like that yeah. uh, because you've got you know I Dream of Genie leading into Community. What what are you doing with that? Before the the four hour marathon of Seinfeld every yeah, night, it it makes no sense. What you're doing with Go makes no sense. But watch Community because it's worth it. Absolutely. Um, and uh, for my one thing, it would be on Friday night. Uh, it's at nine thirty. It's on Channel Ten. Uh, it's the season finale of White Collar, which I've been. Really, really enjoying. Uh, Bryce from Chuck, uh, just mentioned it before, is uh, pretty much the central character in White Collar uh, for those who, who haven't been keeping up over the entire series. You know that that's just an time. actor playing a guy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's not actually Bryce God, from Chuck. God, it makes so much more sense now because he was dead. Yeah, so it's not actually Bryce from Chuck. Oh. Hey, um, when I cast my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. 
talk is on the table. It's always a time uh, reminder thing for me that because I can hear the ticking of the clock. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Right. So when we're trying to hurry you up, are you saying we should just play the pork thing and that would <laughs> and and that would get you going? No, no, just just get a great big kind of close does, up of a clock. Or does it just remind hand. you of time as an abstract concept? As an abstract concept, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That exists. Yes. Yeah. Hey, spaced, right? As yeah, I was reminded spaced. earlier on. Yeah. Simon Pegg. Yeah. Remember ages ago we talked about how McGee was producing a, a spaced Apologies to, 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 to people who, who pay attention to the internet. This is very boring, but this will happen while we're away. Um, yes, there was meant to be this this McGee produced US remake of <gasps> Spaced. They mm. put uh, Edgar Wright's name on it. They put Simon Pegg's name on it. Both and of them came out saying it's got nothing no, to do with us. No, they also no, mentioned no. that Jessica Hines, who of course co-starred. I can't, she's called Jessica Hines now. I forgot what she used to be called. Um, she was just a chick in the original. Used to be Jessica Beale. <laughs> anyway, who co-wrote and co-starred wasn't mentioned, which they also mentioned was quite sexist. You're going to rip off people to you know, not include all of them. Anyway. It was going ahead, everyone was horrified, uh, and then disappeared without trace. Mm. Curiously, one of the actors who was in it put clips up online. They've been on YouTube for at least nine months. No one noticed them from until the US. about... From the US remake. No one noticed them until about three weeks ago. So three weeks ago, people suddenly realized that there are some clips from the US pilot of Spaced online. Right. There, uh, it's, it's got a one-star review on YouTube and has thousands of abusive comments, three of which are mine. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> It is just awful. It's such so a, a substantial clip. It's it's about probably about f- maybe three minutes worth of of you know like three different scenes or something. Maybe it's a little bit longer than that. Mm. Uh, at least one of which is a is a straightforward remake. Most of it's just just you know word for word from the original. But the bit where um the guy is playing the equivalent of Brian, the artist for those who know Spaced. All the characters have different names for some odd reason. And it's the bit where he's sitting at the table and they ask him what kind of work he does. And, and it's, it's pain, anger, you know, these other things, you know, watercolours. And it's, it's, it's beautifully filmed in the original. This is a remake and it's not remotely funny. And you're there going, wow, it's word for word and somehow it's not funny. Australia's own Josh Lawson is playing the, uh, the, the Tim character. Uh, with an American accent, you, so that's you, you might remember. You might remember him from "Thank God You're Here." Yeah, so that's also odd. Um, Will Sasso from Mad TV plays the Mike character. Uh, uh, there's a there's a very thin blonde woman in the background in one shot, which people are saying, "Well, that must be Twist," and then discovered apparently it's actually Marsha, because no one over forty and females allowed on American television. Oh. Uh, it's it's truly shocking. If you want to go and have a look at how to not make something, please you know, Google the spaced US spaced version. I think I think we should put a link. We'll, we'll put a link the, up. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, that that happened while we were away. I I saw a story, but didn't I really read into it? They they they're redoing Torchwood for the US, but uh, they're taking out the ominous sexuality well, no, of I Captain think, I Jack? I think at the moment there's still bewilderment over Torchwood because they kept announcing the UK one was up and then they announced the American one was happening and then the, the Captain Jack's going to the American one. I think at the moment basically there is no Torchwood happening at all anywhere. Right. And there's some concern from some of the, the interviews I think that uh, John Barrowman's now doing that, that perhaps all these rumours have ended up defeating each other and there'll be nothing because he's now gone very much backpedalling. There's no way before. he's kissing a guy in, in the US version. Well, no one, no one sort of knows anything at, at the moment. And the problem, of course, with Torchwood was that at the end of the, the one we reviewed earlier, it, it sort of, it was obviously trying to, to lead it, leave it open-ended so you could do anything, but it also ended up sort of destroying anything. There is no Torchwood concept anymore, so it's hard to know what Torchwood is apart from a title and John Barrowman as Captain Jack. And an anagram for Doctor Who. And an anagram. Yeah. I have one other bit of pork. There's a question, actually. I was looking through to find my one thing earlier. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I noticed that ABC2 was playing a whole bunch of stuff, none of which was marked repeat. You know how, like, in, in listings, you have a little R to tell you it's a yes. repeat. Hmm. And so it occurred to me, if something is showing for the first time on ABC2, even if it's produced by the ABC and has been played for a four million times on ABC1, does it not count as a repeat? If it's, on a new, if it's on a new channel, it does not count as a repeat. What? No, 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 no. Because they're showing librarians and there's no mark of it if being it's, if a it's repeat. On a di- if it's on a different channel, it does not it's count It's not a repeat, a even repeat. if it's made by the same channel and it's just their channel with a different number on the end of it. Yeah, it probably. That's crazy. Probably. It's, I, I, I say this, you know, quite categorically. No, it's not good. But I only, I only know uh, because I've seen the same pattern happen. Mm-hmm. And I can only assume that it's because it's it's not regarded as a repeat, and there is no requirement to uh, to, to flag, it as, flag it as such. Can I say uh, Ice TV does uh, flag it as a repeat? No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but Ice TV doesn't get their uh, doesn't get their uh, their listings from doesn't take official the data channels from uh, the releases that are sent out by yeah. the channels. So they might have different rules. If you know... Like more accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, please uh, let us know at hooray at boxcutters.net. That's our email address. You can always uh, tweet us at boxcutterscast. Have we got a number people can ring in and leave a voicemail for us? No. No? Not yet. We will. Just thought ask. Soon. I did ask you a while ago. And, and I said, yeah. we will, one yeah. day. You know what? We're when very we, in- exciting. When we do, Very Brett, exciting, John. When we do, yeah. I'll let you know. Cool. I won't keep that secret from you. Well, you know. Actually, I like they, we have a secret number you can leave voice you messages, know. but we're not going to tell you what it is. Some some things you would think would be really obvious, and 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 yet, yeah. I, I, I haven't been informed. Like, like for example, you know? if, if we had t-shirts for sale, you would think there'd be a really obvious link on the website to buy a t-shirt. That wedding, <laughs> what? That was awkward. <laughs> it was your own wedding. Can we get t-shirts? I thought you would know. Yes, you can. If you go to redbubble.com slash boxcutters. They're really good t-shirts. I was at the comedy festival last night and I saw someone wearing one. <gasps> Did you no really? Way. I, I pointed and made that pod, pod person noise from the remake of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I went, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that <would've>, uh <laughs> It's a good icebreaker. I did the action then as well. I just realized, yeah, which, yeah, it was a bit useless for people just for the video, podcast. video podcast would have enjoyed yeah. that. I think that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's good. Especially the uh, the video live feed. That's <laughs> awesome. Yes, redbubble.com slash boxcutters is where you can go to buy our t shirts and uh, and if you want to just give us money directly, you can uh, click on the donate buttons on the website uh, mm. and it will help us continue to do box cutters and maybe give us more time to do some. So uh, Josh wants some money, and I, I just I just want your attention. I just want comments in the blog, and I want voicemails to us. Well, that that's, is that's all I want. That is all you will that's get then, Brett. No, that that I'll ask for. I'll, I'll gladly accept anything that I receive. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode two hundred and seventeen. I do want to say thank you very much to all the people who do donate to Box Cutters. It does help us bring you more episodes like this one and better ones like we've had in the past. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I also want to say uh, thanks to uh, John Richards for being excellent. Oh, and we should also say um, I'm here next week as well, I believe. Because oh, I was just going to say that was your last show. No, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm dead. Dead to you all. Um, because, of course... Oh, he really didn't listen to the end of the show no, last week, no, did he? he didn't. No. I didn't get to the end. I told you I got halfway <laughs> through. 
I haven't got to the end yet. Oh, there but are surprises in store for oh. you. Nellie Thomas will not be with us next week. This is, no. this is true because she is doing her show. Um, I could have been a sailor at the Melbourne International Comedy <gasps> Festival. Did we kill any of the people that died over the last week? Uh, a dude from Mission Impossible. Uh, no. The, the guy from the Cosby uh, uh, gunny thing. I don't think we can and, blame him. And the, the woman. The Cosby Gunny thing. And the woman. Yeah. <laughs> can you, can can you, you have any oh, more information? Wow. I'm just, just, I mean, just half of our listenership just went, fuck you, Brett Cropley. Feels like sending one. Um, uh, Hang on, are, are you talking also... Robert Culp? Are you talking yes. about Robert yes. Culp? Yes, yes, yes. yes who was yes. also in Greatest American Hero? Yes. I wasn't even aware that he had died. Mm. Oh, he's two absent friends. Yeah. Uh, there you go. You got who I was talking about yeah. when I said the Cosby Gunny thing. See, I'm trying to flog tickets for Nelly's show, and you're bringing up dead people. Just going to throw them in there. I was just thinking about that, how we're Cosby all killing people. The Cosby Gunny show, by the way, was called I Spy. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I read uh, it, didn't take it in. Nelly's show is called I Could Have Been a Sailor, and you can see it at the Melbourne Town Hall at 815 8.15. 8.15. 8.15. Uh, every night, except for Monday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably an hour earlier on Sundays, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is an hour is. earlier on Sundays. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's 8.30 and 7.30. Because I did write look, it down on the blog last Look at their week. website. Look at the website. Melbourne International Comedy Festival website. Look, Go there. I'll, it's all there. I'll Buy look tickets. At, I'll it's look great. at the Boxcutters site where I did write it down accurately last week. It is 8.15, 7.15. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> anyway, so the point bad. is, Nelly's not here next week. I am. So, and, yeah. uh, and and congratulations to everybody who won tickets to uh, to see her show. Uh, they're going this Wednesday. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you do, let us know on the blog at boxcutters.net. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Oh, I'm Jim Richards. <laughs> see how that touch is? <laughs> I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Boxcutters in spite of all this. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Boxcutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Boxcutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. Cod who rot? Cord no. to owl? No, that won't work. Cod o trow? Oh, cod o trow might work. Yeah, I could make a show out of that. Cord o toe? Cord, cord, no. Cord o toe? No, that sounds well. No. Crow do to? Crow do to? Yeah, okay, yeah. that's it. Let's stick with that one. Oh, oh what about cot word o? Cot word o. That's our new series for next year. It'll Excellent. Be full of alien shagging. People nice. Will, people love it. Nice. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.